When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Panther fans who want to keep pounding. For the ones who want an inside look at the vault. This is this 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 is views from Street. Now, here's your host, Lonzo Wrightsell and Rob Brown. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome into yet another rousing edition of the Views from Mint Street podcast, your home for all the Carolina Panther football talk that you could possibly want, and then a little bit more. We are so glad and grateful to have you along for the ride. My name is Rob Brown, host of the Rob Brown Show in Greenville, South Carolina, right in the heart of Panther country. And of course, joining me along for the ride, as always, on the other side of the metaphorical glass, my co-host, my partner in crime, we call him the great one, Lonzo Reitzel here as well. And Zoe still riding the high of that 23-10 win over Denver, and now we ride that high into the bye week, which is uh, which is nice because we're going to have that love and feeling. Oh, whoa, whoa, that love and feeling for at least uh, a solid fourteen days, and and coming out of that into one of the easiest remaining schedules in the National Football League, and doing so with a one game. Uh, lead being held by the Buccaneers right now and with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers while we are on the bye week their next their next matchup comes up against the Saints but then they've got the Niners the Bengals the Cardinals who will have uh, Kyler Murray back after that and then the Carolina Panthers whereas off the bye for us it's a heck of a lot easier schedule uh, I got to tell you, you know, we, we we talked a little bit in the podcast that we dropped on Monday, our reaction pod to the Denver win. I said a number of times that the, the Baltimore loss uh, did not put me off that much because I thought we really did compete and perform in that game. That was a very winnable game for Carolina. But on top of that, uh, again, I'm not saying we win the division, but my goodness, even Rob Brown, the tank commander the past four or five weeks, after what we did against Atlanta, after what we did against Baltimore in Baltimore, and after we put away Denver, knowing the easiest part of the schedule is coming up, knowing that we're only a game out of Tampa Bay, and knowing that Tampa Bay's got a couple of genuine Super Bowl contenders lined up in the next four weeks, whereas we do not, uh, even if Detroit looks better and, and Pittsburgh got the win over Indy, I got to tell you, man, like I don't think there's anything wrong with being an optimistic Carolina Panther fan right now. Well, that, that Pittsburgh win was, was kind of boring and, and blah. And uh, they weren't playing a, a good defense like what the Panthers have. And listening to the what's left of Tampa Bay schedule makes me pretty happy uh, for the Panthers, for sure, especially since the national media, well, someone has to win the South. We, we know it's going to be Tampa Bay. Do you? You don't know that? You definitely don't know that. Who did Tampa Bay just lose to? And they and they're going to be playing some better teams coming up. 
this this division is. I'm not saying for sure this is the Panthers' division to win because Atlanta and even New Orleans could win this. Well, maybe not New Orleans. The uh, the Saints looked uh, feckless against the 49ers That's on a good Sunday. Word. That's a really good word. Yeah, I know. It's I I, I want to work it into my rotation more often. The Saints looked feckless. Uh, the Falcons just lost to the Washington Commanders. That was a week after they had to dig down deep to slip by the Bears, which was a week after we beat Atlanta. So, you know, I, I, I'm going to say I think the Carolina Panthers are in a better spot than the New Orleans Saints are right now. I think the Carolina Panthers are in a better spot than the Atlanta Falcons right now. I think their true colors have come out the past couple of weeks. Uh, look, we've got a top half of the league defense. Uh, we've got an offense that I believe if Sam Darnold doesn't try to play hero ball and just manages the game well, has more than enough skill position talent to drag him into some wins. Our special teams, and we're going to talk here in just a minute because I think one of the weapons that we have not spent enough time talking about uh, over the past handful of weeks has got to be Johnny Hecker, who did an incredible job in his five punt efforts against Denver last weekend. Uh, the special teams units are there when we haven't blown field goals like we did earlier in the year that cost us a couple, like we did against the Atlanta game uh, in Atlanta a few weeks back. I got to tell you, man, like, I look at the Saints offense. There's nothing there that scares me. Kamara put the ball on the ground twice. Andy Dalton ain't the guy. Uh, and 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 honestly, right now, I think Steve Wilkes can coach circles around Dennis Allen at this point. I look at Atlanta, and I do think that Atlanta is positioned well for the future. I, I honestly think that I, I would not be shocked if next year your divisional crown competitors weren't Atlanta and Carolina coming down the stretch. New Orleans is in a reboot mode, and they don't have the resources to do it. Don't have a first-round pick that's in Philly. Are way up against the cap, and while I've always joked the cap is imaginary, there are real results that come with kicking the can like the Saints have. And I still believe that when Tom Brady decides to pull the plug on the career, and I've got to imagine if they keep playing sub-500 ball, that would be sooner rather than later. Tampa Bay is going to hit the skids hard because they've got a lot of guys they're going to have to let walk as well. Uh, you know, we've, we've kind of been taking this approach, though, of the Carolina Panthers are really well set up to lead this division over the next two or three years. The reality is, courtesy of some help from the schedule, I, 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 I'm I a pessimist. You can ask Lonzo. I'm a realist how I label myself. A lot of people call that pessimist. I'm looking right now with a Tampa team that just lost to Cleveland, with an Atlanta team that just lost to Washington, with a New Orleans team that got shut out by San Francisco. So I'm not kidding. I, I, this is not, hey, I'm wearing silver and blue doing a Carolina podcast optimism. This is true-to-life, genuine optimism. There's a damn good chance the Carolina Panthers make the freaking playoffs this year. Well, looking at the scheduling for, for not only the Panthers, but for everybody else, it definitely is a real possibility. And it really comes down to Tampa Bay. If if they if they play to their potential, they probably are going to win it. But you just pointed out they lost to Cleveland. And if you lose to Cleveland, you've got some better teams that you're going to have to pay, uh, play as far as they goes. 
And uh, with the Panthers, I think the hardest team or one of the hardest teams is going to be Detroit. I'm more worried. I'm more worried about Detroit than probably any other team. They got to play the rest of the way. Yeah, listen. the 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 Lions are a team that have got a lot of heart. They're still not a great team. They're an improving team, a team with a heck of a lot of heart, but not a great team. I mean, listen. You come off the bye, you're. But you, you don't Seattle. get it. You don't get it when Detroit is the team that you're really worried about. I think. I think things are looking pretty bright the rest rest of the world. I, I I would say this: if Seattle was coming to Charlotte. I'd feel a lot better. Uh, Seattle fans make Seattle a very difficult place to play. Uh, and while the Seahawks, who are currently sitting right now at six and five, Seattle is a team that is coming off of back-to-back L's, the one in Germany against Tampa Bay. They also lost to a very bad Raiders team. And they've got an L.A. Rams team that is trying to put it together right now, standing between us and them coming up on the 11th of December. I would be very careful about that game at Seattle coming off of the bye. Uh, But I would tell you that looking at a Detroit Lions team that, uh, you know, we've kind of made fun of Dan Campbell because that team has really lacked defense. But this is a team that has lost one of their last four. They've won three of their last four. Wins over the Packers, Bears, and Giants. Their only L was to Josh Allen and the Bills, and that was a three-point football game on Thanksgiving. They needed some heroics for, and they've got the Jags, Vikings, and Jets between us, so they'll be probably a little bit worn down by the time that we get there. I'm not disagreeing. I'm not looking over Detroit at all. I'm just saying I I think we will learn a heck of a lot about the football team that we root for in Charlotte. I think we will learn quite a bit about this Panthers team uh, coming off the bye when we've got to go to Seattle. How do we handle adversity? How do we handle a loud stadium? How do we handle a team that had some confidence, is reeling just a little bit, but uh, we know has the ability to open up the offense with guys like DK Metcalf? Uh, I, I, I'm, I'm not – I'll say this. That Seattle game, though, is going to tell us, in my opinion, it is going to tell us if this Panthers team is truly a playoff team, even if it's because they're in a bad division, truly a quality team that can do something in the playoffs and surprise some people, or if it is a team that just picked up a couple of hokey dubs here and there uh, because they're fighting for an interim head coach. Well, while I've been watching the press conferences, I was in for a major shock, and that shock is Steve Wilkes has decided to go ahead and name the starter like two weeks ahead of time. Sam Darnold is starting, so Sam gets a second start. I was a little shocked. I'm a little shocked. Yeah, but I, I think it's the right decision, right? And we were gonna we're gonna get to this, but what the heck? Let's get to it now. Uh, I, I I genuinely assumed that it would be Darnold. I don't know who else it would have been, right? Like I said, I I, I absolutely believe that Baker Mayfield at this point, like you're just protecting the pick you sent to Cleveland. Let's not give away a higher round spot than we need to. Uh, you know, the, the high ankle sprain of PJ Walker, there's no way to be sure that two weeks away he'll be anywhere near going at that point. And, and, and I don't know if Steve Wilkes is part of the you can't lose your starting role to injury or not camp, but Sam Darnold 
Uh, Sam Darnold came out in that game against Denver. He, as you said in the pod earlier this week, uh, managed the game exceptionally well, right? Like he managed the game exceptionally well. Uh, He did not create any catastrophic turnovers. He did not make mistakes that created situations that were more difficult than they needed to be. And right now, that's what we need a quarterback, a guy who is going to do enough to let DJ Moore shine, a guy that is going to understand that giving the ball to Deontay Foreman and Chuba Hubbard 40, 42, 45 times is what we need. That's the identity of this team. And I think Sam Darnold has done all those things. I frankly think starting Sam Darnold is the right decision. Hey, if he blows it, we can reevaluate. But if he plays the game that he played against Denver in two weeks on the road at Seattle, we got a real chance to win that football game. I think the matchups are there for us. Well, and the the other thing, Sam Darnold in his press conference was asked about the rolling touchdown. And he's just like, yeah, it's going to get replayed over and over again, but we got the win. So, I mean, you know, whatever you need to do to win. And he showed a little bit of personality. I was – was he smiled? It, it was scary. I I don't recall seeing that for a long, long time. So, um, still got a week. Uh, they're they're off the entire week, which I think is pretty cool for them that they're that they're not practicing uh, this next week, and uh, we'll be back in time to to start getting ready for Seattle. So that that also means a chance for a lot of guys to uh, to get some rest and recover and heal up some of those bumps and bruises. Yeah, no, listen, the bye comes at a great time, right? You've got some momentum. You're riding the high a little bit. Now you come back. You, you're going to be a little bit more healthy than some of the teams you're lining up against. I think it's a, uh, I think it's an outstanding time to hit the bye week, and I think that y- it also is going to give you some time to go look at that film against Denver and really pull out the things that went right so you can hyper-focus on those and build those to figure out the couple of things that went wrong, especially late in the game when it looked like Russ Wilson might decide to make it more interesting than we would have liked down the stretch uh, to figure out kind of what started to get away from you a little bit and start to put the pieces in place to do the same thing at Seattle because, like I said a minute ago, I think that game coming off the bye at Seattle is going to potentially be the most genuine is they or ain't they type uh, realization, revelation that we'll have about this football team. We come off the bye and play well on the road at Seattle, maybe go into Seattle and get a win. Now, all of a sudden, Carolina could win this division goes from something that only the podcast bros like us are saying and turns into a conversation you're going to hear on the big networks and it won't be a silly conversation to be had anymore it'll be a genuine